Hey everyone, welcome to season three of the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, community advocate, and like you, I'm a leader who is learning and growing every day. I've worked with a lot of teams and leaders over the years. I've really seen what works and unfortunately, what hurts. Right now, we are going through a massive shift in the workplace with the great resignation, remote work, hybrid work, diversity and inclusion, and overall sense of overwhelm and burnout. As leaders, it's easy to get lost in the many competing needs for your time. I'm here to help you navigate your way through these waters, to present ideas to inspire and motivate, ultimately to help you create a thriving, sustainable culture which inspires your team and helps your business succeed. So let's get to it. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. I am so excited to introduce my guest this week, Shelly Bosworth. Shelly is a business mindset coach who specifically works with women in business to help them get out of their heads and out of their own way to achieve their goals. So I feel like Shelly is giving me free coaching right now. Um, Following a 25-year successful corporate career, Shelly turned 40, had a health scare, and has since experienced some significant personal loss, all resulting in her asking big questions of her life and plans. After working with a coach herself, she realized this is exactly what she should be doing, and it was a natural progression after years of leading large teams. Now, Shelly is on a mission to help women understand the power of their mindset and set goals to inspire and empower them to believe and achieve. Welcome, Shelly. Thank you so much. It's absolutely wonderful to be here. It really is. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And so let's start. Where are you in the world? Because <laughs> you and I sound very different. <laughs> <laughs> we do sound very different. Uh, where am I in the world? So the easy answer for everyone to know where I am is I am just outside of London in the UK. So yeah, I'm about a 25 minute train journey outside of London. Um, so where I am right now is looking a little bit grey and we're starting to get dark. And I know you're at the earlier part of the day and I think you said you've got a little bit of sun so I'm feeling a bit yes I've said goodbye to the sun for the day here <laughs> yeah we're uh, which I I love this I love that this podcast gives such an opportunity for people to connect who we would never have had that opportunity so I'm going Absolutely. to have a moment of being grateful uh, that we get to do this so thank you yes. for wrapping up your day with me and for me uh, I'm excited to start my day with you Brilliant. Thank you. So Shelly, let's dive right into it. And, you know, we've talked kind of before about limiting beliefs and the work that you do. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what it is you do um, and how limiting beliefs play, play a role in that? Yeah, so let me, I, I know, thank you for the introduction and, and giving the, the brief synopsis, and I won't bore you too much with the story, but the background, as, as I said in there, is 25-year uh, corporate career. So I, I very much started my journey 
fairly standard societal upbringing, work hard at school, get a good job, buy a nice house, you know, blah, 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 retire. And <laughs> that's what I did. And I had some big aspirations. I was quite ambitious and I worked really hard and climbed that corporate ladder. Um, and fast forward uh, many years, and I will go back in a second, but met my husband. Um, and as I said, so I, I know lots of people have triggers in life and mine came in rather quick succession. So I turned 40 and I wasn't actually that bothered about turning 40, um, but I literally turned 40 and then I had quite a significant health scare. I'm pleased to say it was a scare that, you know, it was all good, but it certainly stopped me in my tracks um, and got me realizing I wasn't as invincible as I thought I was um, as I'd climbed that corporate ladder and got me asking the first set of questions. And then Sadly, and this isn't a worries me card, but my husband's father was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's at the age of 63, and he passed away within three years. And actually, that was a really significant journey for us. Um, we were both, you know, young, ambitious, uh, working very hard. Uh, we were certainly reaping the benefits of that, but I think we were probably on the wrong side of the spectrum in terms of how hard we were working. And watching my father-in-law go through that journey just really got us questioning I suppose how precious life is, which is when I started working with a coach. Uh, my father-in-law passed away in June 2018, and I'd already decided at that stage that I wanted to train as a coach. My mother-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer seven months after my father-in-law passed away. And so my husband lost both of his parents in less than 12 months. And they were incredible individuals. Um, they had actually, they they very bravely retired early and moved out to Italy and bought a property oh, wow. and renovated a derelict property in Italy. Now that's part of our story because what has actually happened is we've taken on that property and their legacy and want to continue and, and fulfill that legacy and that's our big dream. And, and that's where the questions start to come. So actually this journey I'd been on all my life to you know, work hard, keep climbing that ladder because I've got to get to the top actually just wasn't as important anymore. We'd been through a huge amount as a couple. We'd really started looking at how important, what was important to us and how important different things were to us. I was now training as a coach and it was really important to me that I trained properly. Now my corporate career was all about leading teams. So I, I was in operational roles across retail and hospitality. I'd always had teams of people. My last role, I was responsible for the whole of the UK. Um, so I, coaching was a very natural thing for me, mm. but I wasn't really coaching and that's what I learned. So whilst while I'd worked with a coach and started training as a coach, I started to really understand what true pure coaching was about. And this this thing called limiting beliefs came up. Well, I've never even heard the term. You know, you, you just, if you don't know, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, do you? Yep. And so starting to learn about and understand limiting beliefs was just groundbreaking for me because guess what? It turned out I'd got loads. And, <laughs> and, and suddenly so much started to make sense for me. So this understanding of, you know, my experiences in life and the things that perhaps people had said to me along the way that I'd taken on board and built upon and created this story of my life that wasn't necessarily true and more than that didn't have to be true anymore this was groundbreaking for me and and where the passion really started to come from so when I first started my my coaching business um I assumed like everybody around me that I would work with corporate women who wanted to leave their corporate jobs because that's what I've just done um and actually I became obsessed with learning about limiting beliefs, the mind, uh, 
NLP, neurolinguistic programming, I started to study that, uh, imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, all this stuff that is at the root of every action we take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's just become, it's become a little bit of an obsession, if I'm honest, but because I've learned so much about me and, and what, what my story was, could have become, can become, and, and the, the joy I take from helping others specifically women I do work with some men along the way but my real passion is working with women um, in helping women just kind of realize that perhaps that belief isn't true and you can change it and hey that opens up so many doors it just it truly fills me with joy so that's kind of yeah where it comes from where the somewhat obsession (laughs) comes from but I sit here with you know a real human approach to everything I do and that is I am real I am very authentic and I've got a ton of limiting beliefs still you know, I'm really honest about that. You don't just get rid of them. Just, you know, just disclaim. I'm sorry to, 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 live to spoil them. the plot here. <laughs> yeah. You learn how to see them, recognize them for what they are and deal with them differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's been groundbreaking for me. It really has. So yeah, hopefully that just gives a bit of context yeah, to where absolutely. I'm coming from. Well, and I think too, you know, cause I've definitely heard the term limiting beliefs and I have also, you know, worked quite hard at seeing them recognizing them and uh you know confronting them at times and then there's times where I just get into the motion of life and I put on my blinders and I'm like yeah you know what not gonna deal with that today I'm just gonna go through the motions for a little bit um I think we all hit points of doing that so you know for the you who was climbing the corporate ladder and might be hearing this and is thinking, why would I want, you know, things are going okay. Why, why would I want to open Pandora's box here and, you know, or open this can of worms that's going to take my life outside of my pre-designed, I thought this is what I should be doing plan. Why, why should I explore something that might derail that? That's a hard question. <laughs> That's a great question. It really is. That is a hard question. Do you know, I think I think the truthful and first answer to that is no one says you have to. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. You know, as a coach, I always say, I I can't work with anyone that doesn't actually want to be coached. You've got, you know, you make the first part of any of this is making a decision for yourself that you want something to to shift or change. And and if if you are listening to this right now and thinking, you know what, life is okay, and that's okay for me, that's okay. And I know I just said okay a lot of times there, but you know, we do live in this world as well where we're surrounded by, but you want more than okay. Well, if you don't, that's okay. You know, do what's right for you. But if there is any part of you, any little niggle that's saying, you know what, I, I do want a little bit more. I don't know what that more might even be yet. But perhaps there is more, or perhaps I could feel something more differently. You know, that's where it's worth exploring this because I truly believe, in a very realistic way, that we can all have anything we want. And by anything, I don't necessarily mean well. I do mean material things as well. But I mean, you know, if if we want more, it's there for the taking. Mm-hmm. But we have to do something differently. And that means we've got to get uncomfortable and we're going to have to, you know, potentially face up to some tough stuff. And that's probably rooted in some limited beliefs because the reason you haven't done it so far is probably, and it's really important I'm using that word, 
because of some belief along the line that you can't or you shouldn't mm-hmm. or um and and limiting beliefs they protect us they keep us very safe and who doesn't like a bit of safe sometimes sometimes we just want yes. to put our blinkers on and stay where we are and that's okay too yeah um, exactly it, well and yeah. I think I was calling you know my my limiting beliefs at one point you know I have a I journal and I I wrote them all out and I just said this is these are my army this is my army and here's what they do for me and you when like for me that was a big moment of being able to actually name and say like you know this one is my my defensiveness this one you know I can do all of these things it keeps me safe it it's you know having fear is it's keeping me safe and they all play a role. It's just about whether or not you need it. And, and, and want it because that's the other piece actually. It's that we, we often have that inner conflict of yes, it's keeping me safe, but this isn't what I want. I want something else to be happening and, or I keep doing something else and I don't understand why I do that or I hold myself back from, you know, I know, you know, the, the, the favorite, I think one of the big moments for me was having this moment of, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I really want to do that, but I'm terrified. Yeah. Why am I really terrified? And yes, you know, there's, there's there's lots of work around dealing with fear, but fear is rooted in belief systems. You know, there is very often some form of belief in there that's causing fear. Um, and that was that was the big one for me. You know, it, it's such a big label, isn't it? The, the, the limiting belief label. And I think that's one of the big challenges with it because actually sometimes our limiting beliefs can can be very small triggers that can have quite a big impact. So I always use a really, really, I think it's a good example, really like nothing to do with business example. Here's, here's, here's one, true story. So I am the eldest of four girls and I didn't realize how this had played out until I started doing this work. But all my life, I have been competitive, a bad loser, and don't play and literally to the point that I do not engage in certain activities board games and things like that because I tell everybody I'm a bad loser and I'm very competitive so people so people tell me because I've told them I'm a bad loser and I'm very competitive and actually I can recall with no militia at all my poor dad gets about playing this this story but I can remember about eight years of age, Christmas evening, you know how we all get the game, or we used to, family games on Christmas Eve, and Christmas night, sorry, playing the games, and actually I did. I threw a tantrum because I was losing, and my dad called me a bad loser, and then my sisters latched onto it, and they called me a bad loser, and it stuck. And of course, what I did, because this is what we do, is I continued to build on that all the way through my life, to the point I was a mid-twenties adult, away with with friends for a weekend, and I did not take part in wine and games on Sunday night around the table because I'm a bad loser and I'm really competitive and I don't want my friends seeing that. So what I did instead was sit on my own on a weekend away with friends. I mean, when I say it out loud now, I'm like, oh my God, Shelley. And there's a really great example of actually this belief that I'd taken from one, one moment built and built and built upon, told myself and everybody who wanted to hear all my life. So everybody now believes this is the truth. Such a truth that I've limited my ability to interact with my friends. And actually it's not true. Guess what? I can play a game without 
acting like an eight-year-old child <laughs> who doesn't like losing because I'm 40 something now and you know it's okay and that's that bit around you know the tiniest example that's that's a that's a real life limiting belief you start thinking about how those things can then play out in our careers and our relationships the power is incredible and yeah. um, there's there's one example of thousands I could probably share but um, yeah just well it's funny it's really as you were one. saying that I was thinking I wonder if my sisters I'm the oldest of <laughs> two younger sisters i'm wondering if they are thinking the exact same thing about me (laughs) (laughs) it's it's labels labels are a really great example of limiting beliefs we put labels upon ourselves and we limit our own potential by creating a label and showing ourselves all the evidence all the way along that was true you know limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs are you know the script we write for ourselves and and can bit they protect us but they can also be really holding us back in things absolutely well and I think too like you get it from so much right we are you know they always talk about little kids being sponges and how you just absorb it all well what do you think happens with all of that that you've been absorbed (laughs) and even as we continue to grow we're still absorbing things and we're still reading people's faces and you see a you know, somebody give you a look and you think, oh, I did something wrong. And you, right, you, you start to build, you build your story, you build, and you're constantly looking for approval to back up your limiting belief. Because, you know, you and I have talked about this before, about how, how natural and easy it is for us to see the negative and how hard and uncomfortable it is for us to see the positive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so let's chat a, a little bit about that and why, you know, because we can all see it. It's so easy, right? Even you and I, like before we hit record, I totally took us down like the rabbit hole of complaining. Even though I like work really hard at not doing that, we we totally went there. And <laughs> right. And I vented to you about oh the world and I'm not going to do it right now we all know what we all know what I'm not even going to say it because it doesn't deserve being said out loud um but it's so easy to go to the negatives and I even see like children doing it too and so let's let's chat about that yeah oh my gosh you said there you know it's so easy to find the evidence you know our, our, our brains are built to protect us and they will absolutely go seeking evidence to tell you that what you're thinking is true and and to the very point you just made I think the statistics the, the research all says that 90 percent of what we think is automatically negative and when we use that word negative that doesn't mean we go right down the rabbit hole straight right. away but it but it isn't that, there's that wonderful line in the, um, sorry, it's just come to mind, in Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts says the bad stuff is easier to believe. Mm. And it's true because, because the bad stuff, it's not necessarily the bad stuff, it's that, that, that reality that we're conditioned. You know, we're conditioned that life is tough. You know, it don't, it, 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 I want doesn't get that actually you have to work hard for all these things and that only this top percentage of the world get to live the life that we all dream and aspire to so is it any wonder then that we all sit here in this other 95 percent of the world going well you know where is me life's tough and you know I don't get to have all those things I've just got to put up with my lot that in itself is negative thinking because we are bringing ourselves 
back rather than allowing ourselves to think forward or thinking potential thinking maybe and I, and I often say rather than so you know the opposite of negative is positive well I'm not going to sit here and say you've got to think positive what I would say is think possible oh, that's that. the difference I think it's really hard and I I and I, I, I would be lying if I said, if you went and checked me out on socials, I don't talk about positive thinking. Of course I do. But actually what we, what we need to learn to do, and a lot of the work I do is to live in the world of what could be possible. Because actually, I think personally, and again, negative is such a big label. Negative is what we term reality as. Because mm. reality is that life is tough. And you know, the last two years, look at what we've had thrown at us. There's loads of good in that. And I'm not in that. She's sitting here with her inverted comma fingers. But there, there has been good come out of it. Even, you know, like you said at the beginning of this today, here we are. We've connected. We, you know, we were able to do this. Technology is a blessing and a curse. But what would we have done in the last two years without mm. it? You know, so there, there is good to find. But yes, we we are hardwired to see the negative, the not so good, the reality first, and we have to work harder to seek out the possible, the, the more positive. Yeah. And and sadly, I can't change that statistic. All I can do, and I hope that I do in all the work I do, and I, I know you do too, is try and provoke people to think well what if I didn't think like that what if I just disrupted that thought and and reframed it shifted it in a different mm -hmm. direction yeah I talk about the life scales quite a lot we've got to work harder to put some weight on the other side of the scales yeah and I and I love that too I think you know I I say something similar about you know let's let's limit the thinking of what we can't do and think about what we can and I had Absolutely. even said, you know, this is, we're recording this January, 2022. And I had written out, cause I, I don't necessarily believe in new year's resolutions. I believe in, you know, setting goals. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, had put a goal out that I was going to work at letting go of what I cannot control. Mm -hmm. So focusing on what I can control and releasing what I cannot. And I am being tested <laughs> every day, but it's, you know, instead of thinking about what you can't do, think about what is possible to do. Exactly. And the key is, and I think this is the other bit, we, we're almost seeing all around us this, you know, you've got to think positive, you've got to think positive, and, and then you shouldn't think negative that's not achievable just yeah. just to call it out okay it's okay to have thoughts of fed up stop you know mm -hmm. whatever your thoughts it's okay to have those what what you don't want to do is stay there and and that's the bit so if we are as all the studies suggest hardwired to think automatically negative because actually it's a protective me mechanism it is a self-preservation you know if we if we think the worst then we can't be hurt when the worst happens basic you know human behavior but we can catch it and we can go yeah okay you know what I I'm allowed to feel that but I don't have to stay here I can make a decision to to your point let go of that 
and endeavor to, to think something differently, which will then help me feel something differently. You know, we all know the spiral, get up in the morning, didn't sleep well, I feel tired, guess what? I'm gonna feel tired all day and I'm gonna be groggy and I'm gonna be grotty and things aren't gonna go according to plan. Yep. And I'm not saying it's as easy as getting up going, oh, I feel fabulous today. But actually making a decision that's okay, I didn't feel great. I didn't have the best night's sleep that I was hoping for, but I can make a decision to make the best of today and I can make these, you know, our thoughts are so powerful you know they are literally our our, our silent beliefs yeah. and it's it's interesting because you know as you were saying that I was thinking about you know how you know I've definitely been doing that work and I know what I need to do to feel good I know what habits I've put in place to do that and you know sometimes when I hear somebody talking or you know complaining or you know, wanting something more. It's so, I find I go into the like fixer mode where I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's like five suggestions of what, what you should do or how, how it's been working for me. And I just see their faces kind of glaze over. Like there's no way I'm getting up an hour before my family to have alone time, or there's no way there's, I just start seeing all of their reasons and excuses as to why they can't. And I for sure did that before right? like, I work with a coach and when one of her first suggestions was create a morning routine so that you have time by yourself I was like are you actually suggesting I wake up early like that notion literally blew my mind and I resisted it and I'd be like all right fine I'll wake up 10 minutes before everyone else and now it's an hour sometimes an hour and a half before everyone else and you know, people think I'm crazy. People who don't necessarily do it think I'm crazy. And, but I know that when I stop or I fall out of my habit, that's when I start to not feel good. And I know exactly what I need to do. And, you know, but I guess like, what can people who aren't there, right? What is like one thing for somebody listening, who's thinking this seems like a lot, (laughs) this is a lot of work. I don't even know where to get started. What is one thing? So it's really interesting you say that because I think we are, it can feel overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's so, there's so much advice out there and there's so many, you know, because we're so much more aware of the self-development world and we want to share, we all want to, I do that too. Sometimes I go into that. Oh, you could do this and you could do that. Um, I don't think there is one thing, okay? But hear me out on this, okay? So I think it, I don't come along with a magic wand. I think everybody has to find their one thing. And yeah. that's the point. And actually that was my real turning point in when I started this journey of coaching. So I'd, you know, I'd been leading teams all my life. And I'd gone along thinking that coaching was about bringing people on board to my way of thinking. And that was... And I knew it wasn't, but that's what I basically did as a, as a, a leader in operations. Sorry to everybody that ever worked for me. Um, but, you know, you spend a lot of time kind of getting people on board and see, helping them see what's in it for them. But ultimately, it was still what I needed to happen in the business. And coaching in its purest form, and I'm not saying I coach in its purest form 100% of the time, because sometimes my clients need a little bit more help, is absolutely not about what I would do it's about helping that person find what's the right answer for them and I just think there's so much out there it just feels really big like use the example there you know 
we can all read about the miracle morning and you know people tell us to get up at five or whatever time get up an hour early you know what start with five minutes here's what I say is the first thing to do and that is notice what you're saying to yourself start there because actually that's not about anybody else's advice just notice what you're saying to yourself here the the whole self-development journey starts with awareness of yourself because if you notice what you're saying to yourself you can start to notice what you need that's when you can answer the question you just asked me as to what you need to do what's the right first step for you yeah you can't do that if you don't know what you need so you've got to really start to tap into and listen and we all talk to ourselves all oh yes yeah. so whether that's you know literally talking to ourselves in the kitchen you know in the evening or when you hear that you know that inner voice that's saying what are you you don't even want to say yes to this you you know you're not enjoying whatever it is listen to yourself listen to your if you have physical reactions to things pay attention to you that's the first thing I would say before trying to put a tactic in place I think that's such a you know a good reminder because I bet you you know if we did a poll of how many people actually ask themselves what do I need right now there is a lot the majority of people who probably have never asked themselves what do I want what do I really want not again what stories have been told to me that I should I hate the word should lovely word should <laughs> right, we go should into this is what I should. Yeah. yeah, this is what I should want, and I, yeah. I do think you know. Again, we're both women. We do start to think about all of those stories of what we should want, which is why Absolutely. probably you started down your you know path that you were told you should want. I started yeah. down you know the same sort of path. Get a graduate university, get a job, marry the guy, have a kid, da, 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 retire. And right. And retire and raise your grandbabies. Cause right. That's 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 the path. path. And it really throws you for a loop when that path starts to take a lot of twists and turns. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, for many people, yourself it happened for me as well I I struggled with infertility and then divorce and all sorts of things my life has taken you know that that nice little path through the garden that I thought I was going to go on for my life has been a twisty turny road and I'm still on it but sometimes it takes that unfortunately that that life-stopping moment to make you have to take pause. And I, my, my wish for others is that you get there before you have to take that pause. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes when you, you, you get to that point, not that it's too late, because it's, it's not what I'm saying, but you've, you've missed so much. And, you know, for the, the women who are still growing up, right? The next generation of women and, and leaders and, and men, like everyone, you know, the teens out there, the early 20s out there, you don't have to wait like us until you're in your 40s to figure it out. To figure this stuff out. Yeah. Right. Agreed. You can recognize it now. 
and think about the world of possibilities that will be open to you. If you can figure it out, even just start a little bit earlier than we did. Learn from us. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Sometimes people say to me, do you wish that you had realized you know, earlier that this is what you wanted to do? The answer is yes and no, because yeah. I love what I do, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be half as good as, as I wouldn't do it the way I do. I wouldn't be the person I am yeah. without all of the experiences I've had. But I tell you what I do wish. I do wish that I'd had the opportunity to understand some of these things at an earlier age. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I to your point, you know, I, I look at the younger generations and I think that we've got, I know it can be overwhelming, but there's so much more access to understanding this. And yeah. and, and I, I have the same wish as you that that people are able to to take that stock, to take that moment before they have to that you know that we we continue to create a world where it's okay to say well hang on a second I don't I don't want that same path that everybody's taken I, I you know I want to find my path um you know the the challenges in the twists and turns do make you who you are I'm sure some of us wish we hadn't had quite as many twists and turns along the way um but they're always going to be there there you know there is no straight path um and there doesn't have to be one path for everybody and I think yeah. you know my wish is that everybody sees that you know they can they can pave their own path if you like um yeah but yeah check in with yourself and you know allow yourself give yourself permission to to be honest about what you really want and it can change god yes. you know, if you'd have asked me you at 20 changing your mind. And then it's a, yeah <laughs> life is one big experiment yep um and and a personal we, you know, experiment that's the yeah. fun part about it yeah and the scary yeah. part about it at the same time and absolutely you know it's okay to have fear fear is always going to be there your limiting beliefs you know as we said at the beginning they're going to be there and if you think you don't have any limiting beliefs well that's a limiting belief. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is yeah right sorry mirror time you do yeah, <laughs> yeah. get real with yourselves and you know and again you don't have to open all of them up at the same time but you know it's just good to start having those conversations like you said having those conversations with yourself feel in your body get get to know yourself right get to know yourself it's that so when I talk about how you know people say how do I deal with them what do I do about my limiting beliefs well the first stage is it's not about opening this can and going, oh my God, I've got all these limiting beliefs because, you know, that can happen. But it's about going, okay, you know, I've got some, so let's accept that. What, what limiting belief is getting in the way for me right now? Yeah. What's holding me back right now? What's, you know, where, you know, when I listen to myself, when I pay attention to what's going on for me, where am I not, where am I not totally happy with something, however big or small that is? And actually, what am I saying to myself about that? That's, that's, that's your starting point. Yeah. Um, because yeah, once you open that can, you will start to find more. Just as you know, as a heads yes, up. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Heads up. That's going to happen. So yeah. you know, you and I both also believe in. You know, it's fine to just read the book, listen to the podcast, read the social media things. But but there is a but. You got to do something with it. All. You have yeah. to do something. It's in the action. Yeah right? Yes, absolutely. So taking action, implementation, whatever it is, nothing is going to change if you don't do something. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, and this is so often when I talk about my style, I, I yes, you know, when, when people ask me, you know, what do you do? I'm a business mindset coach, mindset, you know, that inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm really okay with, I'm not particularly spiritual. I often say I'm woo curious, but I'm not particularly <laughs> woo, but I am practical, action driven, and all about making it making the change that you want to make and it is all in the action and and what I say to people is you know just just have the courage to try to do something differently you know I I don't people talk about confidence a lot again you know I said about that positive I talk about possible with confidence I talk about courage because Mm. the only way to build your confidence is to do something and show yourself that you can and you have to have courage to do that so dig into your courage and and take the action because show yourself what you're capable of and and then you'll do more and guess what when you do those things things change the things you want so it's absolutely all in the action that is that's the closing of the loop or the the step of the virtuous circle because the loop's never truly closed it's it's a virtuous circle it's an ongoing definitely yeah I love that and it's such a good important reminder right so you can you know like I said you can listen to all the things but you need to pick pick one thing to start doing and it can be tiny it can be Absolutely. tiny and I, I recommend be. that it start tiny because definitely you want to see you want to see change and you want to see some small successes right and celebrate those wins big or small 100%. I love you know I love communities where you are invited to share a win or teams that are implementing sharing a win every week um, because it forces your brain to start thinking about what's one thing good that you that happened this week for you share and when you allow yourself to do that actually your brain will help you find more so there'll always be more than one which is the best bit and we talk about those tiny steps often we can learn so much from children and looking at our own childhoods in in lots of different ways but I, I use the example of when children are learning to read you know, they start by learning 26 letters of the alphabet. They actually start with ABC. They start with yeah. three letters of the alphabet. And they don't even start ABC. They start Africa. And, you know, and you think about how we piece these bits together. They take one step at a time. And they physically, you know, talk about walking. But, you know, you start by learning the letters of the alphabet. You then start piecing three letters at a time, four letters at a time, and you're creating words. And words create sentences. And then you learn sentences that in the book, you know, you just think about all those steps they take time, but they all start at that first step. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just remembering that those tiny steps are adding up to the big things. So yeah. Don't and I'm going to layer in on that to say, you know, for those of us, you know, who've helped children through it or who've witnessed yeah. this, never are we looking at our kid who's saying, ah, going, why aren't you saying all the words? no you're like yes right you celebrate the small <laughs> you win. celebrate the tiniest <laughs> tiniest thing and children you know if you think about how then children respond and react give yourself some that I, I wrote a post recently actually I can't remember how, but I literally the post was live like a toddler and okay. you know think about how toddlers celebrate every little thing and they'll literally turn to you and go come on tell me how great I am yeah, that for me. For me. why yeah. don't we do that when we become adults yeah um yeah. so or know, even we, for we ourselves right what's... we do it so easily for others for others do it for yourself yeah absolutely you can learn a lot from children so Shelly this has been an awesome conversation I've thoroughly enjoyed it I feel like as I now get to start the rest of my day I'm feeling energized so thank you for that 
Um, how can people find more of you or work with you? Um, share that with us. Yeah, so if you want to find more of me, um, in terms of socials, I like to make it very easy. So I'm on Instagram most days, Shelley Bosworth Coaching, all one word. Um, I run a free Facebook group, and I'll put my teeth in and speak slowly. I have had feedback on this. <laughs> so it's called The Successful Ladies Escape Lounge. Okay, and it kind of is what it says on the tin. It's for women with ambition and goals, running their own businesses or working in other people's businesses um, who are looking for that escape lounge to really think about them. And I'm in there, as you'd probably expect, challenging the thought process, getting people thinking about their mindset and and encouraging them to believe in themselves. Um, so that's a great place to come and find more of what I do. I mean, in terms of working with me, you know, as a coach, you know, if, if anyone were interested in exploring that further, of course, there is ways to work with me one to one. I also run a mindset mastermind, which is a 16 week program, which is about really getting into understanding your mindset and how you can leverage that power for your life. So um, easy to find. Do come and find me if you'd like to know more about what I'm about and, and the stuff I talk about. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. And um, I'll put the Instagram and Facebook group in the show notes. Um, Shelly, it's been awesome. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming on the show. And I know that this is going to be another kick in the butt for people who are still, you know, thinking about what to change and how to do it. Um, just start taking action, everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just, just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> And we'll leave it on that. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, all. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Now, if you liked what you heard, don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the Teams with Ed podcast on your favorite podcast player. While you're there, leave us a review. It helps others find us and helps us grow our community. We want to hear from you. Share with me, what are your goals as a leader? What are your struggles? How about your successes? If you're interested in coaching, have an idea for the podcast, or just want to chat about your business challenges, you can find me on Instagram, where I'm ashley.livingstone. That's A-S-H-L-E-E dot L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N-E or LinkedIn. Now, that's always Ashley with two E's. You can also find me through my website, ourforte.ca, O-U-R-F-O-R-T-E dot C-A. Thanks, everyone.